Hi, it's Connor Svensson here, founder and CEO of Web3 Labs, and this is your week in blockchain on Monday, the 6th of September, 2021. The highlights this week include Binance outlining their IPO ambitions, Solana's popularity reaching new heights, scaling solution Arbitrum launches their mainnet, the SEC is investigating Uniswap Labs, and a fractionalized NFT achieves a $225 million valuation. Binance's CEO, Chengpeng Zhao, has said that they're looking to follow Coinbase's steps uh, in the US with regards to actually doing an IPO. This is off the back of uh, you know, volumes continuing to increase as they have been and popularity continuing to you know, increase across the board in cryptocurrencies. So it's, it's obviously a very bullish signal uh, co- coming from Chengpeng Zhao. Uh, however, given uh, they're, you know, they're still facing a number of different regulatory issues, so I think nearer term they you know, need, need to be able to address those. Um, and on that specifically, the S- Singapore Central Bank has actually put Binance on its alert list have basically issued a warning saying that they shouldn't be offering financial advice um, without registering in the company. And a similar thing as well has uh, happened too with respect to South Africa with its uh, financial uh, sector conduct authority um, that although it said it doesn't regulate cryptocurrencies, uh, they've still issued a public warning about the exchange. Now, during the last few months, we've been hearing these again and again, these you know, different regulators around the world speaking out against Binance. But the important thing to keep in mind here is that what this these warnings have typically been about is that you sh- people shouldn't be taking financial advice or buying um, you know, financial products, so to speak, from um, Binance, which it isn't licensed to do. It doesn't mean it's not re- allowed to actually provide tr- crypto asset trading services in these different jurisdictions. So it's important to sort of tease out that, that detail there because whilst the regulators are you know issuing these warnings and you know Binance is kind of playing catch up a bit with respect to getting the different approvals it needs uh, over time with and starting to you know become more stringent with its um, AML and onboarding uh, requirements uh, you know it's, it doesn't mean that it's illegal to actually um, you know provide these trading services that it has done uh, in these different jurisdictions it's just that the regulators are telling people to be careful and that Binance uh, you know because it's not registered there as well um, it's limited in what it can actually do in those different markets. Twitter uh, looks like they're planning to implement some functionality to tip on the platform using Bitcoin. This has come from Mac, Mac Rumors. Uh, there's this beta service um, which is being tested according to a mobile developer who saw what this service will look like. Um, the, the intent, though, is that it will use the Bitcoin Lightning Network to make smaller Bitcoin payments uh, and support custodial as well as non-custodial wallets. So what, what this means is that people would actually be able to tip using like a hardware cryptocurrency wallet or um, you know wallet file on their computer or alternatively they can actually uh, use something you know whether it's coinbase or you know cash app for instance which of course uh, is, is uh, t- tied in with square and uh, twitter which is all part of uh, jack dorsey's sort of empire there according to the leaked image though they're working closely with the bitcoin lightning app strike uh, in, in order to do this. And of course, the Bitcoin Lightning Network is one of the the, the scaling networks, for what's called level two scaling networks for the Bitcoin network. FTX, the, the crypto exchange, uh, it's acquired the Bitcoin derivatives platform called Ledger X. It's not been disclosed how much this acquisition was for, but it's, in, it's basically in order to open up the market for FTX's customers with respect to Bitcoin and Ether uh, futures trading. FTX are you know, continually pumping money into advertising and um, various different strategic types there, but uh, you know, trying to grow the 
a number of different services here as well by acquiring Ledger X is again a big step forward by them there. Solana's had a very active week as well. This so Solana's one of the so-called uh, Ethereum um, killer platforms, so to speak, in that you know what they are very vocal about is that they provide greater transaction throughput than Ethereum, and uh, there's a, a lot of people seem to be you know bu- buying into the platform there, and it's it's now got to the point where Solana's native cryptocurrency Sol has actually become the seventh largest cryptocurrency. The growth has been explosive uh, uh, with, with this cryptocurrency, and that the last month it's actually gr- increased in value over three hundred percent. So it'll, it'll be interesting to see where where this actually goes. Uh, certainly, there's you know it's getting a lot of traction because of the you know, the, the so-called performance of the network, but also people are actually creating NFTs on the platform as well, which is you know bringing more people onto it. The instance DAO creator syndicate has uh, managed to secure a twenty million dollar raise with uh, some big big VCs backing it, including Andreessen Horowitz, who, who actually led it. Um, but then they've also had Coinbase Ventures, uh, Snoop Dogg Ventures as well. There, what what Syndicate is doing though is creating a decentralized investing protocol that makes it e- easy for anyone to create an investment syndicate on the internet for less than ten dollars uh, very quickly. And so this is apparently you know, given given the fact it's running on top of a blockchain, it's significantly cheaper than creating such a fund that's uh, on one of the more traditional markets. There, so you know, given who's backing this, they obviously see a lot of potential with the technology that's being developed there. The South Korean telecoms group, uh, KT Corp, has announced their intent to launch a blockchain-based digital documents initiative. This is to help address carbon emissions. This company provides around 90% of the South Korean mobile networks and uh, almost half of the broadband services. And so this uh, this e-document digital transformation uh, initiative will actually is, is being done by a total of 14 businesses with the goal of actually reducing the carbon emissions there the, you know the reason here by making it electronic is that it will basically take you know this four and a half billion paper documents uh, that are being processed each year considerably reducing the carbon emissions of, of course exactly how the blockchain piece um, you know really supports this is um, you know will, will become clearer over time but at least they're you know taking a a good step in the right direction there. A number of Chinese regulators held a meeting this week in Beijing to promote blockchain technology to the securities industry and also start discussing regulations. So this was organized by the Chinese Securities Industry Alliance chain and Offsite Alliance chain and uh, the De- Deputy General of the Science and Technology Regulatory Bureau. And the intent here is that uh, what they want to do is to you know, find ways to use blockchain technology to help build a trust mechanism covering the the networks underpinning these different financial assets that will help digitize these industries, basically. And there's been a lot of activity happening this past few months in China with respect to blockchain. We've seen it come up a lot more with respect to central bank digital currencies, but getting these discussions going within some of the other parts of the financial industry is a a positive move forward there. And no doubt they'll continue to move forward at quite a rate as they have been there with CDBCs. Telefonica Tech have uh, launched a document verification service this is something that's uh, called Trust OS, which is a platform that they've built out, which makes it straightforward to generate certificates that combine a digital signature from a user with a trace of where a documents come from. The intent really, though, behind the platform is that it simplifies uh, you know, implementation of uh, blockchain 
platforms. Uh, so really what it is is a, a framework for developers to actually you know, make it more straightforward for them to create these documents that are using some of the integrity guarantees that uh, you get from using a blockchain there. Now, again, whether it you know gets traction remains to be seen, but it's certainly good that Telefonica is actually creating this open source software and putting it out there in the world. The scaling solution, Arb Arbitrum has launched their mainnet and also raised $120 million in new funding. So Offchain Labs, they're the, the company that have actually created this network and it uses what's called optimistic rollups. This is one of the big scaling solutions for the Ethereum network. We've spoken a lot before about the Polygon network and the Optimism networks. So Arbitrum's another network in similar sort of guise there in that what, what they do there is they're a layer two technology as it's called, which provides scaling on top of the main Ethereum blockchain it's really positive news to see them actually launch their mainnet because this means it's you know, publicly available and people who are using the ethereum mainnet can look to actually tap into the you know performance benefits that they get from using this so it'll definitely be one to watch to see how it grows the cardano uh, blockchain network as well which is the third largest after bitcoin and then ethereum they've now launched their um, smart contracts platform and uh, on, on their actual test net uh, off the back of this the Cardano Cardano's ADA token has reached new highs, uh, breaking over $3. This is something, though, that's been very, very eagerly anticipated by a lot of people around the world because Cardano's come sort of somewhat later than many other blockchains in terms of making available its smart contract platform. But they've, you know, they're, they're very academic in terms of their approach and have worked, collaborated with a lot of academics to try and you know, apply a lot more rigor to um, you know, what the work that they're doing, publishing a lot of papers and so on. So, Again, it'll be you know, fascinating one to watch. Uh, it's, it's still far too early to see, you know, how, how good the sort of platform is as such. But again, there's certainly, you know, there's, there's people there. It seems to be going down well with a number of people anyway with it so far. Moving on to DeFi news, the SEC is investigating the, the company Uniswap Labs. Uniswap Labs are the company that maintains the Uniswap um, decentralized exchange, which is the leading Ethereum-based decentralized exchange, uh, which people use for, you know, for, for trading various different uh, crypto assets and tokens. The Wall Street Journal reported this news on Friday and what they're looking, what the SEC is looking to do is to try and find information about how investors use it and how it's marketed. So it's not that they're necessarily coming after Uniswap Labs, but I think it's, it sounds more like they're trying to understand more how people are using the platform. And hopefully off the back of this, you know, we'll start to see some you know, regulations start to get established because this is, this, this is one of the areas that is certainly lacking right now in the, in the DeFi landscape insofar as there is not any regulation for it, which is great for people to actually innovate, but also it means that there's very limited protection against scams and so on too, which is you know, one of the challenges that have faced, especially with people who are new to it. So and at least having some degree of regulation is likely to be a good thing. And seeing the SEC speaking to Uniswap about this, given that they're you know, one of the leading exchanges and certainly pioneered a lot of the decentralized trading um, you know, markets, uh, it's... it's, it's it, you know, hopefully a step in the right direction there. On the subject of uh, security of DeFi, Cream Finance has uh, announced that just under $20 million were lost in a flash loan attack. So this is where a hacker found a weakness in their, with the what's called the AMP token and uh, leveraged a flash loan attack, uh, which took 18.8 million out. Um, the protocol notified the community and uh, it was mainly their token, but um, just over 1,300 Ether were lost as well. There's a post-mortem that's 
uh, currently taking place on it. But again, you know, as we speak most weeks, there seems to be some sort of a big hack that's happened in the world of DeFi. So it's, it's certainly a world that uh, has, has its share of challenges in that respect. They've also announced, though, however, that Cream Finance is going to integrate with the Polkadot blockchain via Moonbeam. So Moonbeam, we've mentioned before, which is a, um, a smart contract platform for Polkadot. So it makes it easier for people to actually develop smart contracts on top of the platform platform and so yeah, cream finance have said they're going to be integrating there with the ecosystem another big positive announcement this week was that a number of uh, large ethereum DeFi projects are going to partner with the cello blockchain and so this is they basically it's been termed DeFi for the people uh, but the the idea here is that the the, the cello platform is a uh, ethereum based blockchain platform but it's very focused on bringing blockchain technology and some of the things such as stable coins and so on to the unbanked around the world and so this initiative's actually been called DeFi for the people and what they're trying to do is actually bring DeFi to 6 billion smartphone users globally now you know, using cello seems like a very smart move here because it's using ethereum technology but also you know they are all about those those people who don't have access to many of the services that uh, you know we take for granted every day and certainly with DeFi, you know what what is uh, where there is a fantastic opportunity is with respect to you know people being able to use these sorts of assets for not just um, you know transferring money and making payments uh, without having to go through very expensive wire transfer services like Western Union and so on, where you have them in places like the remittance market, which uh, you know, is very profitable for these sorts of companies, but uh, the people who are actually trying to send money across borders are really getting squeezed. Um, but it also means that the people with these you know, digital assets so by accessing DeFi of course there needs to be a balance in terms of the types of projects they they access but they can actually see returns on their um, their crypto assets as well which would be you know much better than what they can get pro- you know potentially in their local currencies due to you know, things like hyperinflation which in certain parts of the world are a real problem so it's certainly good to see this initiative uh, you know coming from some of the leading uh, ethereum DeFi platforms there and so the the actual Companies that were in this announcement, they include uh, Aave, Chainlink, Curve, Moolah Market, ZeroX, Pool Together, Rabbit Hole, and, uh, and The Graph, but there are a number of others as well. There's been a DeFi education fund that's been announced, and uh, they're, they've uh, given out their first round of grants, which comes to a total of just under $200,000. Uh, there's been four different grants, and the intent here is that they'll be used to educate. Uh, well, they'll be used for educational efforts in different jurisdictions around the world to advance policymakers' understandings of DeFi and its benefits, and so on. You know, as we said earlier, there needs to be some more regulation in place with this market, but it's about you know, getting the balance right and it being sensible regulation. So this, of course, is like a very you know, a positive step forward with respect to actually you know, putting grants out there to help uh, ed- educate the regulators there. And the NFT news, uh, SushiSwap, the, uh, one of the leading decentralized exchanges, has unveiled a website for their Shoyu NFT platform. This is something that they're going to be, uh, you know, la- launching in the the, the, the coming weeks, and uh, they've they've just got a landing page for it at the moment. A fractionalized Doge NFT has been valued at two hundred twenty-five million dollars following an auction on SushiSwap. So this this Doge NFT. Um, 
basically was tokenized by its owner into a number of shares and then all, some of these were auctioned off using SushiSwap. The decentralized art collection platform called Pleaser DAO, which owned it, uh, they used a platform called Fractional.art to tokenize these shares and there were 20% of these tokens which were uh, which had the name uh, Dollar Dog um, using SushiSwap's token sale platform and it raised around 45 million from uh, just under 1800 buyers which uh, you know gives it this 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 sort of valuation of uh, 225 million whether or not it would actually be able to you know, sell for that remains to be seen but again in terms of valuation of an nft that's you know it's absolutely massive the uh, cryptopunks uh, creator lava labs uh, they've actually signed up now with one of the major talent agents um uh, called United Talent Agents Agency, and they represent uh, a number of uh, you know big names like Johnny Depp, Susan Sarandon, and Wes Anderson, uh, and, and musicians, comedians, and digital talent who are shaping the world of content. And uh, so it's, it, it'll be you know fascinating to see you know how that helps potentially with some more mainstream crossover there, given all of the traction that cri the crypto punks have had. The uh, Olympic gymnast uh, Simone Biles, uh, she's. Uh, teaming up with the autograph platform to release an nft platform and so this is going to be a collection that will have more than 10,000 nfts with uh, starting at 12 dollars and she's also going to be joining the advisory board which uh, consists of people like wayne gretzky and tony hawk as well so another one to watch to see how it goes the uh, one inch network as well they've it's been reported that they're sponsoring a crypto themed animated NFT series. And so this is like a comedy series that's intended to introduce team members to the DeFi space. Uh, and it follows the team of creatures who attempt to get startup projects off the ground uh, on blockchain you know, based platforms. And so it'd be an another one that could be fun to watch uh, when, it when it comes out. The blockchain based music streaming platform Audius, uh, they've also announced that they're launching they've launched a Solana NFT integration, which will allow its 6 million users to feature collectibles from the Solana library there. So again, it's um, you know just more around the Solana ecosystem being built up there with supporting you know more of the projects and you know finding new ways to actually uh, um, you know get get people onto the platform. Moving on to our crypto market caps, uh, the crypto markets uh, up just over nine percent to two point two nine trillion. Assets locked in DeFi are up twenty percent to ninety eight point five billion so we'll see if that crosses the 100 billion next week the seven day nft sales are down 11 percent uh, 575 million with an average price though up 25 almost 26 percent of just shy of eight million dollars that's all we have for this week if you like what you hear please subscribe to our podcast and our uh, and subscribe to our youtube channel links to all items discussed are available in the show notes and on our website weekinblockchain.com we've also just launched a new podcast called Blockchain Innovators, where I speak to individuals who've made significant contributions to the blockchain ecosystems, find out what inspires these innovators, get their thoughts on the latest industry news and events spanning crypto, blockchain protocols, DeFi, NFTs, DAOs, and IoT. And you can see that at podcast.web3labs.com. That's everything I have for this week's thanks, and I'll see you next week.